And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. The Walking Dead. Hello and welcome back to Walking Dead Wednesday. This is Walking Dead Wednesday number five. I am here with, well, most of the usual suspects. Uh, we've got Mr. Sean Engel, who was here last time. Hey, how's it going? And Scott Gardner, who was not here last time. Brains. And, <laughs> and this time we've got no Michael Bailey, so... It's almost like you know we should have you know we should have started oh, it last. They turned off their pod, their iPod now. They're like, <laughs> ah, I don't need to listen then. We should have set it up like we were being stalked and killed or getting bitten one by one or something. But <laughs> we would have had to think of that last. I month. shot him in the okay. knee and left him behind so we could all get away to do this show. <laughs> Mike Bailey, so I used to be a podcast and I took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> Ah, uh, but, yeah. Well, we won't pick on him because we didn't pick on you last time because, you know, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings true. here at Two True well, Freaks. But, yeah, and but last time we really a weepy woman, too. So you know, That's you're... what he said about you! <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> no, that's crap. Last time last time we knew that you he were... He said a... you were a poopy head. <laughs> well, that's... That wasn't exactly how he phrased it, but no. Uh, last time we knew you were recovering from the Titanic podcast, and yeah, I know you talked about it on uh, Star Wars Month and Monday. Yeah, that you know uh, you uh, your feelings about that, but yeah, that was that was one hell of a podcast, Scott. Oh, honestly, the no. podcast that almost killed me. <laughs> you know, I think I mentioned in the show that uh, I thought it was your most personal one. Second to your Fourth uh, of July one, actually, you know, you really, you know, and uh, it was different than the Fourth of July one simply because with the Fourth of July you were just doing a lot of music cues and talking about how you felt about that. This one right. you had to do a lot of research and had to have your facts straight. It was really good. I, you know, I can't say enough about it. Well, I, I appreciate that very much. I, you know, I really need to start taking notes on on people that that send me little ideas and things that I I end up talking about on shows later because somebody, and I have no idea now who it was. So I, I I really suck at giving proper credit. But somebody gave me a brilliant idea for this uh, this uh, Independence Day. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I think I'm going to oh. run with the idea that was that was tossed at me. So. More on that later on. It doesn't involve driving a truck full of explosives into anything, does it? <laughs> no. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, that depends who's leading in the polls come July 4th. Well, yes, yeah, this is very true. Nah, you know, I, I, I don't like to single any of them out. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so... Does Scott? You said you had some. Uh... Just a couple of quick things. Um, and this this was actually this actually should have happened before we even started recording. But it occurs to me that we really, 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 really need a new abbreviation for this show when we're PMing each other and sending each other emails because we think use it's WDW. Yeah, yeah. You think and, you it's know, around this WDW means a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. Um, but no, that what the what. <laughs> the, no, the big thing is uh, I wanted to say thanks, a big thanks to Sean for sending me this awesome 
Walking Dead trade all the way from Italy. This Ooh. is awesome, man. It's uh, it's volume eight, and it's uh, it's actually leading right into the era that uh, well, actually, the issue that we cover that we're going to cover tonight would have been the issue just before this trade starts. So it's really cool to look through this, and I don't speak a word of Italian. This yeah. could I, be your that, Rosetta Stone. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> But it's, it's really cool. It's, I love the the presentation on this, and uh, I just I love it when someone brings culture to my world because I have <laughs> you know, seventeen thousand comics, and you know maybe a dozen of them are you know non American comics. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I just I love that. I, I love getting um, you know foreign comics and just just anything that's that's unusual for my collection i, I like to branch out so th- i got this i got awesome. Dare, daredevil and hulk in italian oh is that what uh what you yeah. got from mm-hmm. oh. very cool yeah it's uh I, i'm i'd be kind of interested to hear what michael uh said about his because i was thinking oh michael's a superman fan and i looked at you know they had a bunch of italian superman comics and most of them were the new 52. Most of the back issues they had, oddly enough, were all in English. So I don't know whether this was a guy who, you know, came from America or came from the UK and just brought a ton of, you know, American comics. But all the new ones were in Italian. So I thought, well, he probably, you know, isn't all that into action or the new 52 stuff. So I went back and, you know, sadly got him the first issue of Grounded in Italian. So I'm a... when, you, when you say Italian Superman, I just I, I think of like <laughs> Charles Bronson in the Superman suit for some reason. I don't know why that is. But... Um, I just want to say after having uh, our conversation about about my gift from from Italy and any other people who are traveling the world and looking for gifts for two true freaks and and me in particular, <laughs> you don't have you know when. A lot of people, they go right down the middle, you know, to play it safe, and they shy away from the porn or the religious icons. <laughs> they think, ah, the porn, I don't know. The religious stuff, ah, he's not into that. I'll, yeah, you go right ahead. Don't be shy. <laughs> quick quick little note. Uh, there were, I was actually thinking about getting you a Buddy Christ statue. And then going and having it blessed at the Vatican, Ooh. but but uh, unfortunately I couldn't find a Buddy Christ statue, so there's there's that. That might have but, been an awkward moment uh, when you did get it blessed too. Yeah, well, either that or sneak it into the you know Saint Peter's and like dip it in the holy water. And, is that a you know, fair just, blessing though? Is that is? I'm <laughs> certain I, I, the holy water is blessed by the Pope, so you know this would be you know sanctified by the Pope technically. So yes, it would be it. So you could sneak uh, all kinds of evil stuff to get blessed by the Pope in there. That's 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 a serious lapse in security at the Vatican. Well, I'm I'm certain they've got they've got people watching, you know. So I was kind of I would be kind of worried if I you know pulled out a you know a little statue of a guy who looked like Jesus with his thumb up and winking one of the font. (laughs) They'd probably be kind of pissed. But maybe dead. Oh, actually, I did have something of the. Pre- uh, I was I was reminded, um, for people who are buying their Walking Dead comics, you got to rush out there and get them, man. I I missed ninety four, ninety four, and ninety five, and mm-hmm. I had to I had to hunt them down through eBay, and I had to hunt a while before they weren't 
like 14, 15 bucks a piece. Jesus. Yeah, so I pre-ordered uh, 97 through 100. Yeah. And with 100, they're sending me all nine variant covers of it. Really? So that should be interesting. Yeah, I'm not in, into I'll I'll probably sell them all off and maybe even put up a couple. Maybe we could have some uh, Walking Dead Wednesday contest or something. I'm going to keep whatever the normal one is, you know. But, yeah, there there's a big, there's a insane interest in Walking Dead comics. If you go on eBay and start looking at some of the key issues of Walking Dead, and now it's getting, it reminds me of the 90s. It's like every time they introduce a new character or mention a new character, you know, you see the it's like the first you know first mention of so so and so because they're trying to drive it up because the the first Michonne issue is going for buku bucks. Oh yeah, right now, along with all the forget about number one and all that stuff. That stuff's insanely priced now. And <clears throat> I saw I saw um um an auction for the whole set going. It was up to like thirty two hundred bucks. Or something like that, and it still had two days left on it. So, wow, Jesus. Yeah, it's 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 kind of. It, it, I don't know. Are there any other comics that are doing anything like that these days? That are. I, I don't you know, think they, there are. Are there? They want to tout the the new Fifty Two stuff of as selling a lot, but you know, story wise, from what I've read, there hasn't really been all that much that's been. Well, it just, you know, just really, you know, it's aside from the marketing of it, you know. Well, it's just coming out too, so everybody's have. buying it. So, but you know, I mean, how The Walking Dead's been out since when? Like two thousand and three, something like that. So it's it's been going for you know eight or nine years, and it's it's selling that much. You know, if they 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 could be selling a lot right now, but do, you know, will it have legs? And you know, are they is like the newest issue of that? all of a sudden, you know, hopping up on the internet, you know, the next day at twice the price. It's weird. I would think all the people that got into it through the TV show would probably just be more of the trade paperback audience, but yeah, I'm not, I I guess I am, I guess I I was going to say I'm not going to complain, but I guess I am complaining because it's making it a pain in the ass for me because I can't just be lazy and not pay attention like I used to. Yeah. God damn it all. But that's all I got. God damn it all. <laughs> Have a stress headache? Try damn it all. <laughs> nice. Anyway, sir, I hear you have the synopsis this month. I do have the synopsis on this one because I likes this issue. All right, so uh, this is The Walking Dead number 42. This is the September 2007 issue. Original cover price was $2.99. We came so close to having issue 42 be in our, well, I guess it's not Walking Dead Wednesday, but in our 42 Two True Freaks month, just off by one month. Sorry. Oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. I hadn't, even, uh, I hadn't just, even thought about just that. Just pulling a Rain Man there. Just off by one month. <laughs> one month. 42 next month. Walking Dead never crash. Never walking, crash. Walking Dead, Rick's a very good driver. <laughs> right, so, I hate that where, movie, by the way. Where did um, that come from? Where? <laughs> <laughs> the 
to the cover on this one. Lori's not a good driver. Not a good driver at all. <sighs> Nobody Stop. else on the road crashes a car. Shut Lori's up! Not a good driver. Scott. Yes. Go. Go. Please stop him. Please. <laughs> the love of all that is good and holy. Oh, my God. What is in your glass tonight, Mr. Honey? <laughs> Doc, Dr. Pepper. I, I, like like... Do- I like Dr. Pepper. Okay, so the, the cover on this one is, compared to prior covers, is, uh, is quite unusual because it's uh, a soft, like, baby blue, sky blue tones on this one, but it's... Uh, Rick and the rest of the group looking absolutely horrified as they look straight at us, the reader, and we don't know what exactly it is that they're seeing. But uh, it's a pretty cool cover. It's not exactly dynamic, but it's an interesting cover. But I just like the use of color on this one. It's uh, it's very different from most others that have come before it. Let's see here. We got uh, all the usual suspects. We got Robert Kirkman is the creator and writer. Charlie Adler is penciler, inker, and he did the cover. Cliff Rathburn is uh, credited with gray tones and cover colors. And then Russ Wooten is the letterer. So previously in The Walking Dead, Andrea was asked by Alice to bring a zombie in the prison grounds for study. Alice wanted to try and learn from it to possibly even see if she could figure out the cause of everything. Rick protested, explaining how dangerous it was, but eventually gave in. Carol has been unstable for some time. After talking to the zombie for a few minutes, she leaned in, allowing it to bite her in an attempt to end her life. And that's where we pick up with this issue, with the uh, prison yard zombie sinking its teeth deep into Carol's throat. Patricia, Michonne, Herschel, Tyrese, Dale, and Andrea witness this. Carol, mortally wounded, topples over backwards onto the ground, and as the tied-up zombie strains to reach her, Andrea puts a, puts a bullet through its rotted head. Tyrese is first to reach his former lover and tries to comfort her, but she tells him to just let her die. Tyrese, shocked, asks why, and did she purposely give herself over to the creature? Herschel, witness to the entire thing, is confirming that she did when her corpse reanimates in Tyrese's arms. She is quickly put down by another round from Andrea's rifle. Sometime later, rain pouring down on them, the sullen and pitiful handful of human survivors stands at the graves of Alan and the freshly buried Carol. Only Rick speaks, remarking how sad the whole affair is and how they've lost too many. After the service, back in their quarters inside the prison, Herschel's family discusses Carol's suicide, and Billy, in shock, tells them that Carol came to him and seduced him right before she killed herself and asks why she would do such a thing to him. In Rick and Lori's quarters, Carl tries to comfort Sophia, uh, Carol's now orphaned daughter, but she appears catatonic, and Carl's parents tell the boy to give her time. Two weeks pass and life goes on. Andrea is convinced to don one of the prison riot gear outfits and, after making sure that it fits, goes to the tower with Rick, Tyrese, and somehow Dale (laughs) to ensure that uh, she is still a crack shot whilst she's wearing the uniform. She is, and they uh, have her leave the gear in the tower in case of an emergency, like the uh, much-speculated-upon siege by the folks from Woodbury, which, as time progresses, is looking less and less likely. Dale, who you'll remember, lost a leg to a zombie attack a few issues back, 
uh, can't help but notice that his girlfriend, Andrea, is spending more and more time with Tyrese. While stockpiling ammunition and supplies alone together in the tower, Andrea and Tyrese talk. Andrea about how changed she feels by the whole, you know, end of the world thing. And Tyrese about how suicide and those that commit it just piss him off. And he confesses that he's not sad about Carol anymore because she doesn't deserve his sorrow. Later, Dale awakens to find that uh, Andrea and Tyrese have hooked him up with a brand spanking new peg leg while he dozed. He thanks them for it and then asks Tyrese if he can speak to Andrea alone. So Tyrese leaves and Dale resignedly gives Andrea permission to sleep with Tyrese if she wants to. But she's shocked, and after allowing Dale his moment of self-pity, she reassures him that she loves him and that she and Tyrese are just friends and nothing more. That night in bed, Glenn and Maggie discuss having a child together while in another cell, Tyrese and Michonne are also in bed together, and Tyrese tries to have a serious moment with her, but she rebuffs him and says that she doesn't want to talk about it. Daytime again finds Rick and Tyrese discussing the growing throng of zombies gathering at the fences, and they agree for the time being to let the biters pile up as yet another added layer of quote-unquote protection against anyone that might come calling. Although Tyrese does point out that it has been almost two months since Rick and the others got back from Woodbury and that if anything was going to happen, it likely would have by now. In the courtyard, Lori tends little Judith as the other children play. Carl asks Sophia to play as well, but she remains in her silent, shocked state. Lori smiles to herself when Carl gently kisses his girlfriend's cheek. Patricia joins Lori, and they discuss mundane, routine daily life in the camp as Dale limps by, fussing at Andrea uh, that he doesn't need her help. Glenn and Maggie walk by hand in hand, wondering to themselves if all their hard work is bearing any fruit yet, while Michonne uh, owns Tyrese at a game of basketball. Nearby, Billy and Axel tend the garden as Herschel strolls through it with Rick, asking him how the tomato he's eating tastes. Oh, it's good, Rick says. Great, actually. I don't usually like uh, to eat them like this, you know, plain alone like a piece of fruit, but these things, they're probably the best tomatoes I've ever had. It's a shame we've got no way of saving them for winter, says Herschel. We're going to have a lot of produce to eat. Freezing them puts all the fla- uh, put, pulls out all the flavor anyway. Rick continues to chow down and says, yeah, you're a damn ma- magician with vegetables, man. Or maybe it's just because we haven't had anything uh, that didn't come from a can for so long. It's really. And then he says, shit. And he turns and he looks and he's caught sight of what the horror stricken Herschel has already seen. Fast approaching in a huge cloud of dust are cars, trucks, and military vehicles, each fully loaded with dozens upon dozens of armed and dangerous-looking men. And in command of them all, clad in one of the captured prison riot gear uniforms, the one-armed, one-eyed governor, still very much alive, calls down uh, to his troops from his perch high atop the lead vehicle, a tank, with the simple orders, kill them all. I thought you were going to say one-eyed one-armed flying people. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't mention that he was also one bald as well. So. Yes, he is actually. <laughs> but a good synopsis. That was that was Thank dramatic. You. Awesome. Thank you. 
It wasn't. It would be a much better if I wasn't fighting the urge to cough the entire way through it. But I tried. No, it was good. This, uh, you know, and, and and I say this with no sense of uh, of hyperbole or exaggeration whatsoever. I think this is one of the greatest cliffhangers in comics history. I oh really God, yes. Because when I read this the, for the first time, I was like, "Holy, oh shit, yeah, yeah, just shit." What Rick says. Yeah, well, Rick says, yeah, exactly, exactly. My only, uh, my only reservation, and this was the reservation that I, I'm pretty sure that I said this in a prior episode, but I definitely felt it at the time that the resolution, the original resolution of the whole Woodbury thing with Michonne doing what she did to the governor, I couldn't help but, you know, in the back of my head as a, as a you know, lifelong, very long time comics fan, mm-hmm. I kept thinking to myself, this is the formation of a supervillain. Yeah. And then so when we got to this last page, as much as I love it and as much as I had that that awesome oh shit feeling in my gut at the same rate, I had that that feeling of trepidation of, oh, God, you know, that we we did get the supervillain. You know, here he is. You know, this is here's Doc Doom coming back to exact his revenge on the Fantastic Four. Um, time will tell how that plays out, but well, uh, I remember when this when this, these originally came out, you were like, "I don't know, this could be a, this is a um, you know, this could be where I fall off if this doesn't uh, if resolve right. right. Yeah. yeah, 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 very much so. But you're still going, so <laughs> that Some, should tell you something. Something turned out right or wrong. <laughs> yeah, well the. The Walking Dead it does have uh, just tons of moments where you just look at the book and go, okay, this is a bridge too far. But the writing and the artwork is all so compelling that you do, even when things just eat horrible happen in the book, you're, it's still an enjoyable read and it still is. I think it he still does draws that on purpose. Back I think he does oh, that on purpose oh, yeah. to, to get you thinking that, thinking, oh, he's going to jump the shark and then. You know, and then he pulls right. back, or or he puts a different shade on it than you would have expected, and and I love that. <laughs> I love getting yeah, tricked, I and too. I love getting psyched out. You know, it it, yeah. it it helps keep that sense of dread going. You know, of not knowing what's going to happen. Oh, what I really liked about this issue is that, you know, Kirkman took an entire issue to do it. But what this reminds me of is it reminds me of the montage sequence in the original Day of the Dead where you see them just kind of settling into daily life. And, you know, there's the scene where I've since forgotten the names of the characters, but the guy and the girl that are going to have the baby together, you know, they, they go out to dinner and one of the other survivors cooks them like a steak dinner. We see them playing in the arcade, you know, playing video games and stuff and just all this mundane daily life kind of thing. And then there's the scene where the the black guy's up on the roof playing handball, and he and he hits one of the balls, and it it skitters across the roof and drops to the ground. And when it hits the ground, it lands at the feet of this ocean of zombies. And you're reminded, oh yeah, that's right, this was a zombie picture. You know what I mean? You, you, for a, for a brief time, like them, you kind of forgot the danger. You know, you kind of forgot what was what the big picture was. That's what this issue did, it, you know. For me, anyway, is I, it, it kind of lulled you into, you know, things are going all right for yeah. these people. You know, we, it looks like they're oh, going you know, by. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah and, and well, you know, and they several times, and you know, this this is one of those you know Kirkman dropping the hint. You know, at least a couple of times in this issue, that hint was dropped that you know it doesn't look like these Woodbury people are ever going to show up. You well, know, well, here's the thing: only Michonne knows what she did to the governor. So Rick, you know, she she's probably you know, 
and 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 we know what she's right. done to the governor. Right. So so it lulls us into it because we're thinking he's dead meat, and if he's not dead meat, whatever Michonne did, pretty much, if it didn't put them off the trail, it made them not want to uh, come after him. So it was right. just like, so so we're like, yeah, they're not coming there because they found the governor, you know, afterwards. So you know, Michonne's probably just like, ah, they're sweating for nothing. Well, so, and you've got to think also that you know the governor and Woodbury basically had no doctor, no medic, basically no one who could give any uh, medical care to the to the governor. the governor, and especially after what happened to him, you know, because the doctor died in that zombie attack, and uh, Rick and the group took uh, Alice back to the the prison. So you kind of had in your mind the governor had to be dead. There was no way, you know. There was there was that idea that he might be coming back, but in all reality, he should have been dead. Even if he wasn't dead, <laughs> in no kind of shape for a long, long time to do anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I imagine. But just you know, well, maybe piss out of you. You know, maybe this is again, maybe just the long time you know jaded comics fan in me. But I think just the simple fact that we didn't get a body, right. kind of kind of owed into you know he right. was going to come back you right. know the, you know he she didn't, she didn't get a final word and polish him off or anything like that left him right. left him to die but you didn't see him die yeah that's yeah and that's that's classic supervillain too mm-hmm. what i love about the reveal of the governor is 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 it's it's kind of foreshadowing and i knew it re- coming into reading this is when you see rick and um herschel standing there enjoying the and rick's enjoying the tomato he looks especially like clean shaven and softened, softened back up, you know. Right. He's, he's he's his face is kind of round and, you know, you know, not as as grisly and and lined up. You know, he's relaxed. So that can't be good in The Walking Dead. <laughs> when you see that that you know he's enjoying a happy moment and. You know, he's he's not looking like a guy who just got his arm, you know, his hand chopped off, and uh, that gets wiped right off his his face. Yeah, that's that's pretty much a, a big signal that things are going to go bad when when everyone's content and everyone's smiling and you know people are doing normal things. That's when the literal shit is going to hit. It, it, yeah, and someone articulates how how nice this moment is. It's just like don't say it, <laughs> but. uh on a serious note, um, the I I really like the beginning of this. How they dealt with um, with the suicide, with Carol's suicide, because I, I've known two people personally that that have killed themselves, and and I've seen the gamut of reactions that everybody has in this. You know, from comatose to Tyrese, you know, doing the you know where he's pissed off by it you know and he's just like fuck that guy you know i i I, so um it's a very realistic portrayal of of how people react to it you know with with confusion and with anger and 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 shock and then it goes right on into life goes on and that whole process you see how quickly in walking deadland you know in that that process sort of uh goes on you don't see it with um with her daughter of course in in this issue but um you know how can you know sophia is also a young kid but as as we'll see in the future sophia recovers rather quickly for a kid too because 
you just have to in these days, you know, in the in in this comic. You you everybody has to sort of go through a um um abbreviated point of you know or um abbreviated grieving period because you're going through you've there's so many grieving periods to go through, you know. Well, she does go through a grieving period, but it doesn't leave her unscathed. For the longest time, you know, she thinks, uh, you know, not really spoiling ahead, but Glenn and Maggie essentially adopt her, and, you know, she thinks that, you know, Maggie is her mom. So she's transferring. So right. there's obviously problems there, but, you know, she's dealing with it as, as best that I think that any little eight-year-old kid possibly well, could. A lot of the things that in a in a regular world where you're you know sort of uh, uh pri- you know the privileged world where you're not being under the threat of being eaten by zombies, you know, that would have been a problem. That you know they would have had to take her to the shrink and have her and have the shrink go. Well, you know she's not really your mommy and and all that, but you know, but she's your, you know like your mommy now. You know that you'd have to go through that whole process. And in this it that they they sort of go with it you know because it it it's pragmatically it's going to work you know what and, and and frankly in walking dead world whatever makes you happy <laughs> at any given moment you know you might as well you might as well grab onto that happiness and and go with it because it ain't going to last long so True. So a lot of things that would have been problems before are just sort of work either to their advantage or are just sort of let let slide because yeah you, know, you have it's it's what is it like the pyramid of of um of needs and survival you know mm-hmm. the closer that survival is to one of your primary need needs you know it sort of takes all the other stuff out of the the mix mm-hmm. and. Uh, this this comic is almost a, a ongoing meditation on that on how much of just regular life and pleasure from life you can take out of the mix and still be alive you know still be alive and functioning grueling yep. actually yeah I, I I really enjoyed this I I really liked the part where um you see uh, Michonne and um. Tyrese in bed and then you see the scars all over her back and arms and it's just like oh man you know they're all over her face and chest too you know basically every exposed part of her body has these long scrapes and scars all over it so you know you just are reminded of you know that she's constantly reminded of Woodbury it's great transposed against uh uh, about Glenn too, you know, the 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 happy couple getting it on, and the not so happy couple getting it on. Not yeah, that they're the, an unhappy couple, but they're both not as happy. They're both, you know, they're both suffering a, a lot of grief. You know, yes, Tyrese, you know, from the loss of, you know, his former girlfriend. Even though he says that he doesn't think that she deserves his pity. You know, I'm certain that he's still in some oh, way, yeah. you know, worked up over it. And then Michonne, who is obviously traumatized, gone through, yeah, traumatized more than with more than just what happened to her at Woodbury. I mean, probably even stuff before. You know, there's stuff that you know, even comics, current comics that we're not 
100% certain about what went on with her. So. What, whatever happened to her before she showed up at the prison was pretty mm-hmm. messed up. You get little hints about it, like one of the zombies that she had was her boyfriend and mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and little little dribs and drabs of her former life, but they're just like incidental stuff. So you know, you know, and she's talking to herself a lot and stuff like that in past issues. So yeah, something is maybe even a lot of horrible stuff happened to her before the zombie apocalypse broke out, you know. It she's definitely she's definitely someone who's um I and I'm glad finally we've gotten the the whole um you can sleep with Tyrese thing out of the way, you know, after after him seething through the last five ish ever since he's got his leg cut off, cry baby. Yeah, that that was getting kind of old. I mean, uh, you know, and Kirkman was kind of hinting at it in mm-hmm. in the comic, and I think more Adler was hinting at it with the artwork, you know, of having you know Tyrese placed over Andrea's shoulder, and when they're playing basketball, they look all hypersexualized, and it gives the idea. But Andrea loves Dale. And, you know, I'm glad that they got out of the way because it was a I thought it was a kind of a silly plot going on. It didn't really it didn't really do anything. And, you know, it didn't seem like Tyrese wasn't interested in any way. I mean, he's right. He's off Michonne. So, yeah, he was sort of juggling Carol and Michonne for a little while, you know, and and when you have a little survival group of that, you really don't want to be juggling all the ladies on the side, you know. It's yeah. probably not a good idea. Well, you see what happened, you know, when he, you know, had to choose between Carol and Michonne. Carol decided to off herself by letting mm-hmm. a zombie bite through her. Mm-hmm. So that's got to be a boost to his ego, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a perverse so. way. <laughs> and that, and he no- mentions it, this is a second girlfriend of his that's killed herself. That's got to be, uh, I, yeah, that's got to be a, a crushing blow and a, a sick ego. <laughs> They're just like, well, I guess I have to stay with my girlfriends or else they're, they're just going <laughs> to off themselves. <laughs> they can't go on without me. Yeah. But, you know, I, I mean, if Tyrese was getting it on with all the ladies, it would make a great porno movie, but a bad zombie comic. Yeah, well, we did the last episode is sort of a porno episode so we'll keep it yeah. you know moderately clean we'll keep this it time clean around. this time even though there's more sex in this comic than there was uh, last technically time. yeah technically there okay is. well one well, speaking of sex uh, what did you guys think about the scene where billy you know relates the story of carol coming to him you know just before she offed herself that last that last panel on that page where you know herschel and glenn and maggie are looking at him you know what kind of feelings are you getting from that? I mean, are you getting that they're shocked that Carol did this or they're shocked that Billy is, you know, being kind of selfish, you know, saying that why would she do this to me? Oh, I don't think he's being selfish at all. I think that was, that was selfish of her to do that to him. I mean, I I think she, she knew what she was doing, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that she purposely planned, to do just that, you know, to, to seduce him, have her way with him, and then 
He's that just was like, it. You yeah. Know? She. Well, that's that's the thing about suicide. Is suicide is you know a lot of psychiatrists will say it's like one of the ultimate um, selfish acts. Right. You know? Yeah. It's, the ultimate and, one. I and think, when yeah. when when people are when people are suicidal, they're not they they do not think about the effect it's going to have on somebody else unless it's one of those you know they're going to get back at somebody but they don't think about that you know they don't think people are going to miss them or or anything they're not they're not in that frame of mind where they put that together so i i thought that like actually after something like that happens and you know i mean there's like if you're running away from zombies and a zombie gets someone that's horrible but it's understandable. It's like, oh, they tripped over a rock or something. This, you know, she walked. She she did it to herself and uh, and killed herself in a horrible public way. And you can almost say that any reaction that people would have would almost be understandable at that at immediately after it, because everybody's in. You know, he was in such a state of sh- shock that he was just spilling his guts, and I think. It was a combination of both those reasons you said that everybody was so shocked that he was would say it in the first place and that she did it, you know, that and that he, you know, that he brought it up. They probably weren't. But you got to remember, he's 17 years old. It must have been a pretty big deal to him. And then that happens on top of it. And he had like he's definitely had a very Christian, you know, upbringing and maybe kind of sheltered. So. Well, and you might also, you know, consider the fact that this might actually have been his first time. You know, oh yeah, this... you definitely got the idea. Um, definitely got the idea that it was his first time. I think that's why Carol was going for him. To tell you the truth, because <laughs> she knew there was, she, she knew she wasn't going to get any kind of argument from him <laughs> at all. And yes. even if he, even if he didn't want to do it, she would still be able to probably, you know. Um, not intimidate him, but you know, use her her older feminine wiles to. to it's a seventeen year old boy. It couldn't yeah. be that hard. Yeah, yeah, seventeen year old boy. You're not gonna you're not gonna turn down sex for yeah. Anything, she's really pretty too. You know. Yeah, she yeah you know aside from her being batshit crazy, you know, she had a lot of stuff going on for her. When you're seventeen, batshit crazy doesn't come into the equation. Sometimes it's kind of attractive. Wouldn't you agree, Scott? <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> do, you, do you have it? Yeah, that's the for, uh, you know that's the forties Scott saying that. But at the time, I mean, yeah, at the time, I had no idea. When you know, high school and college, batshit crazy was what caught my eye in the first place. I'm assuming you have no uh, basis for you know this type of knowledge, eh, Scott? Oh, I've uh, I've been with crazy. That's for sure. Nice. Well, you know, I, I, I you know, I've, I'm pretty sure that I've gone on record uh, on the show before stating that, uh, you know, in, in my professional experience, and, um, yes. they're all crazy. It's just a matter of degrees, anyway. So, there you go. Yeah, but and just the fact that we don't have female listeners to this show, I can say things like, <laughs> well, this. the knife cuts both ways because it's the same with 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 stupid and guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm certain there. I'm certain if we did have female listeners, they'd probably agree with Chris's, you know, idea there. There's got to be a couple female listeners out there, right? Maybe not anymore, but uh. you do have a cricket sound effect. <laughs> oh, you know I do. <laughs> yes, I got all the crickets, all the wow, 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 wows, and booms <laughs> you could ever want. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, as I said, uh, love this issue, and uh, and I just I, I I like the ride from here. It's uh, it's only going to get crazier. It's going to get really crazy. Well, you can, as you can see, we're heading up to issue fifty, which was pretty big milestone. Now in real time, we're heading towards issue 100 so was it yeah. f- i don't think it was 50 though i think 48 was the big one wasn't it yeah, 48 no 48, but i, I believe I'm, was it, the game changer yeah 48 yeah. was like in story wise but i'm just saying 50 you know hitting 50 miles comic yeah. is a sort yeah. of a milestone oh, yeah and yeah so you know at this point at this point the walking dead was looking like it it's was here to stay you know mm-hmm. i oh, remember I'm reading still. the letters column and it would always be like kirkman going well you know Knock wood, we might be here another year, so I'll do it as long as I can get away with it, you know, that sort of thing. And and nowadays, you know, Kirkman pretty much runs all of Image, and everything that he puts his hand to is gold. Yeah, I'm sure nobody's going to be asking him to stop uh, canceling The Walking Dead anytime soon. <laughs> no. But, you know, and see, that's the thing. I hope that he does keep up this pace and does keep up, you know, putting out good stories, because even... You know, even currently, the stories are really good. Well, he's They're been really saying, compelling. He's been saying for years that he's got it f- figured out that he could almost go indefinitely. He's got enough rough plot idea scoped out into the future to go on forever. And that's what I love about it. He's on record saying, I'll do it forever, and I got it all. You know, as long as people keep buying the book, I'm, I'm prepared to, to keep going. So... That's on. That's all on on paper. So remember that, Kirkman. If you decide you're getting tired and you want to wimp out, you can't do it. <laughs> you're trapped. Pretty soon, as The Walking Dead will be his own prison, which works to our benefit. Definitely. All right. So next month we get to see what looks like. Um, it looks like we're posed at a moment where the caca is just about to hit the old spinning blades. Nice metaphor. Thank you. One, uh, one other thing I wanted to, to touch on just, just briefly. Um, says was, Mr. Uh, Pants free. There was a, <laughs> the thing at the, the end of this, you know, generally I, I didn't, you know, I only gave, you know the briefest of of skims to the letters page in in the Walking Dead, but this this particular one was uh, was kind of moving. Really, it was just a brief little thing from Kirkman commenting about how pissed off he was that uh, his friend uh, Mike Ruingo had just died. Yeah, and uh, that was a shock when that happened. I mean, he was not very. He was our age. He was forty four. And just up and just died. So I, I forget what it was. It was something, something with his heart. I don't think it was a heart attack, but something like that. Massive where he basically stroke just, or something. No, I don't even think it was that. I think it was kind of the, like like when Ritter bad, died. He had a bad yeah, valve or something. Bad valve or something like oh, that. God. Yeah, and he just kind of just yeah. And by if I'm remembering, because there were two creators that died in rapid succession right around the same time, and I know one of the two of them was one that was supposed to be like. You know, you know, kind of a health nut, and you know, jogged all the time and ate right and all that. I think that was Ruringo. I could be wrong. It was either him or who was the other guy? I can't remember. Was it Turner? He was young Um, too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, it was one of the two of them. But anyway, yeah, they both just kind of 
you know, if I'm remembering properly, they both just kind of all of a sudden just boom, they were dead, and it was a real shock to the to the comics community. But you know, rereading this issue and getting to that that thing in the letters page at the end, I was just like, oh yeah, that's right. You know, it was, it was really sad. I mean, he was he was a really talented artist, and it's always a shame when you know somebody so talented goes so young like that. But uh, I oh, didn't yeah. realize that he and uh, and Kirkman were actually friends until he had written that uh, that little piece in the back of there. But it's actually, you know, it's it's strangely, it's one of the more touching things like that I've ever read because it's not, it's you know, brief. it's not, yeah, it's brief. It's not real, you know, sappy or you know, he was my best buddy and you know, going into a whole history. It was more like I'm so pissed about this, you know, yeah. which it was a very real and and raw human emotion you know and and uh yeah it was really i thought it was tastefully done well it's really it's really strange it's at the end of this issue which is an issue that's all about grief you know yeah and you got that true. at the and then that's at the end of it it's really weird yeah but yeah that's all i had now that i've brought the whole room down <laughs> nice <laughs> that's my it's job. the walking dead what do you expect <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah this is this isn't super happy fun time or anything. <laughs> Play us out with a joke. Kill them all. <laughs> Do you ever find yourself going to Amazon.com and uh, buying some record or movie or some stupid thing that two true freaks have been talking about so that you can catch up on it or you've been reminded of it or something? Well, now, how about this? Instead of going to Amazon.com, go to twotruefreaks.libson.com and follow our link to Amazon.com. When you do that, if you buy something over at Amazon, we get a little cut out of it, which is awesome because we love money and it won't cost you a thing you can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite two true freaks affiliated shows simply click the paypal link on our website donate any amount at all tell us which show you're choosing and what message if any you'd like us to read on your behalf and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libson.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E. F-R-E-A-K-S. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com, where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook, too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook, too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. 
You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. And this is your Uncle Don saying good night. Good night, little kids. Good night. We're off? Good. Well, that ought to hold the little bastards.